The year is 2052. As you ride the tram uptown to your appointment, you skim through digitized memories of your recent vacation. You can smell the salt air, feel the sun on your skin, taste the burn of the Mai Tai on your tongue, and thanks to the small device inside your brain, you can do all of this hands-free. You look at your partner sitting alongside you and, using your implant, telepathically tell them, I love you. You're grateful just to be together today. Recently, a series of nanobots detected early cancer cells in their body. Luckily, though, it was able to treat the condition long before the cancer progressed. Now, the two of you have plenty of time left to start a family. Upon exiting the tram, you walk north, eventually arriving at a modern brownstone. The sign on the front reads, by design, let us customize your child. Sitting across from a biological engineer, you mention your partner's cancer scare and that they carry a rare genetic disease. The specialist tells you it won't be an issue. Using a technology called CRISPR, they can splice the gene from your offspring so they never have to suffer the same fate. They can even customize the child's eye color and give them perfect pitch. For an additional price, of course. This may sound like a scene out of a sci-fi novel, but all of these technologies are being developed and perfected as you listen to this episode. We no longer have to imagine a world with designer babies, lab-grown organs, self-driving vehicles, and memory uploading systems. Because the future isn't just rapidly approaching, it's here. The question is, are we prepared for it? Welcome to Conspiracy Theories, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Monday and Wednesday, we dig into the complicated stories behind the world's most controversial events and search for the truth. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. And neither of us are conspiracy theorists. But we are open-minded, skeptical, and curious. Don't get us wrong. Sometimes the official version is the truth. But sometimes it's not. You can find episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. For the next four episodes, we're taking you through some of the most controversial technologies in development today and the ways they could destroy or revolutionize humanity. We'll be examining both the pros and cons of what might be possible. From transhumanism to automation, artificiality, and the metaverse, we'll ask questions like, will mind uploading allow us to live forever? Or will sharing our most intimate thoughts make us vulnerable to sophisticated hacks? Can bioengineering our children eradicate deadly conditions? Or will it create more of a divide between the classes? And will artificial intelligence lead to a world without manual labor? Or will the rise of AI mean the downfall of our species? Today, we're taking a look at transhumanism and examining what it means for man to merge with machine. From cyborgs to brain implants to genetically modified babies, we'll see where the technology stands now 
and map out the two directions it could be headed. The future may be hypothetical, but that means we still have time to dictate the outcome. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Bottling everything up can be really bad for you in the long run and have some terrible consequences. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. The more you let things build up, the more of a toll it can take on your mental health. I know for me, in dealing with some traumatic events in my life, I had the tendency to think, well, they've already happened. I'm okay. Other people have it worse. It doesn't matter much. And through therapy, was really able to understand how those events impacted me and changed how I'd start to see the world in ways that weren't great and were sometimes making my life worse. So therapy or dealing with any traumatic events you've had might really help you in terms of how you can live in the present moment now. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also really easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com conspiracy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash conspiracy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Try Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost, built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, incredible load times, and 24-7 WordPress priority support, your sites will be lightning fast with global reach. And with Bluehost Cloud, your sites can handle surges in traffic no matter how big. Plus, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. Get started now at Bluehost.com. In 1965, an artist named Rudolf Zollinger created an image for the Life Nature Library, commonly known as the March of Progress. Chances are you've seen this picture before. It's a single file line beginning with an ape walking on its fists. It ends with a human standing upright, insinuating the final transformation in mankind's biological evolution. What Zollinger didn't account for was technology adding a few more steps to that timeline. And in the 1960s, we can almost guarantee words like transhumanism weren't yet part of his vocabulary. But they might be part of yours, especially if you're the kind of person who geeks out on sophisticated gizmos like the Apple Watch or Google Glass. Transhumanism is the concept of using technology to advance the evolution of our species. This might mean enhancing our bodies, our senses, our cognitive capabilities, even our offspring. The idea of man merging with technology may sound crude, dangerous, painful even, but it's been happening for centuries. Humans have been making dentures since the 7th century BCE, Prosthetic limbs were designed by the ancient Egyptians in 950 BCE. 
The first known spectacles appeared in 13th century Italy. Each of these early technologies was probably scoffed at before it became mainstream. And yet, they always caught on. It's human nature to want to optimize our bodies, a survival of the fittest mentality. Unlike past innovations, though, the dawn of the computer extended these possibilities beyond our wildest imaginations. In 2002, cybernetics professor Kevin Warwick underwent a two-hour operation connecting his left forearm to a robotic device, all in the name of scientific research. The device detected signals being sent from his brain to his hand. Then, it allowed him to control robotic arms in other parts of the world, which is exactly how Kevin came to be known as Earth's first cyborg. During one experiment, Warwick operated a robotic hand in the UK while he was in New York City. As the UK-based hand gripped a particular object, Warwick received those signals back into his brain, feeling the same sensations, meaning the device worked both ways. The experiment went a step further when Warwick's wife, Irina, volunteered to have a similar device implanted in her arm. Afterwards, the two were linked through an internet connection. They could tell what the other was doing with their hands without ever seeing each other. But these technologies aren't all just fun and games. Today, cybernetics play a huge role in enhancing people's lives. Take artist Neil Harbison, for example. He was born with achromatopsia, a condition causing him to only see in black and white. In 2004, he had surgery to mount a small antenna to the back of his skull. The device detects light frequencies, turning them into vibrations, which his brain then reads as sound. Which means Harbison can actually hear color. His device even picks up on infrared and ultraviolet light, which ordinary humans can't detect. And Harbison is hardly the first person to have body-optimizing tech. In 2012, a 22-year-old named James Young was brushed by a moving train as it pulled onto a platform in London. He was dragged more than 150 feet before it fully stopped. Young lost his left arm and the lower portion of his leg, and after spending the next two weeks in a medically induced coma, doctors weren't sure if he was going to survive. And yet, he defied all odds, making a full recovery. Young was an avid gamer and learned to adapt by playing one-handed. Eventually, his passion for gaming caught the attention of a developing company called Konami, who offered to design Young a high-tech bionic arm. The device goes beyond the realm of traditional prosthetics, including things like Wi-Fi capabilities, a USB port, and a screen for social media. It was even modeled off of the main character from Konami's game, Metal Gear Solid. There's also filmmaker Rob Spence, who in 2008 received a replacement prosthetic eye which uses a wireless transmitting camera. The device could record 30 minutes of footage before needing to be charged with a new battery. Then in 2009, a software engineer named Zach Vodder lost his leg after a motorcycle accident. In 2012, 
he became the first recipient of a bionic, mind-controlled leg. It's designed to traverse challenging terrain, like descending steep slopes. He even used the device to climb all 103 stories of Chicago's Willis Tower. The one thing all of these candidates have in common? Their technologies are essential. They came as a solution to life-altering injuries or conditions. But where do we draw the line between necessity and desire? Eventually, there may come a point when these devices aren't only meant to assist those living with disabilities, but instead are something everybody wants to upgrade to. That's the concern surrounding Elon Musk's latest transhumanist project called Neuralink. In 2017, the chief executive of Tesla and SpaceX announced he was expanding into cybernetics. Using something called brain-computer interfaces, or BCIs, Neuralink works as a bridge between the human mind and an external device. The neural lace technology requires two different components that are still in development. First, a small chip that's embedded onto the surface of the brain, along with several wires to monitor the brain's activity. The second is a robot that actually performs the surgery and implants the chip. While convincing people to opt for elective brain surgery may be difficult, the FDA has already given Neuralink the green light to start perfecting their tech. So while it's not FDA approved as of this recording, it has been granted a breakthrough designation, meaning it'll be fast-tracked through the approval process. The willingness to back Neuralink probably comes from the hype behind it. In the short term, Neuralink says one of its primary goals is to assist those living with quadriplegia. The technology isn't advertising itself as a way to regain motion of the limbs, but instead to give digital freedom back to the client. They can then use their phones and computers in the same way anyone else could. In the long term, Musk does believe Neuralink could be a cure for some neurological conditions, from mental health issues to addiction to things like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, Musk and his team of engineers say this is the answer to some of the biological mysteries we've yet to solve. Of course, Musk is a businessman, too. He also sees the device as a recreational tool. He says it will be able to replay memories, telepathically summon your Tesla or even help you catch up on your emails and Twitter feed without a handheld device. Neuralink is still far from being commercially available, likely because its engineers still face several pivotal obstacles, like finding a minimally invasive way to implant the device. The software also hasn't perfected brain mapping, meaning it's unable to tell the difference between a brainwave saying, I want to send an email, and I need to use the restroom. And yet, however large these obstacles may seem, testing has begun, at least on animals. In April 2021, Neuralink successfully implanted a chip into a monkey who was able to play a video game using brain signals alone. BCIs like Neuralink may be an inevitable part of our evolution. But Jonathan Moreno, an ethicist at UPenn, says the transhumanist movement will be just as biological as it is bionic. 
meaning human evolution may start accelerating on a cellular level. Currently, scientists are experimenting with a technology known as CRISPR. It's one of the most powerful and easy-to-use gene editing tools out there. It would take a full episode just to explain the complex science behind how CRISPR works. So here's the gist. Essentially, CRISPR acts like a cut-and-paste tool for DNA. It targets specific genomic sequences and extracts, modifies, or adds to them. Currently, scientists are exploring the benefits of using CRISPR to eradicate genetic disorders, which means HIV, Huntington's disease, even Alzheimer's could become a thing of the past if CRISPR gets approved and becomes a routine tool. But using it becomes murky when you consider that CRISPR can splice in or alter almost any gene it wants. If we could identify genes that give someone perfect pitch or make them great at math, parents could customize their children in a way futurists predict may get out of control. Some governments are already trying to regulate the use of CRISPR. In 2018, a Chinese biophysicist named He Jiankui successfully used the gene editing tool to make embryos that were less susceptible to HIV. After being discovered, John Kui was sentenced to three years in prison for illegal medical practice. But his imprisonment didn't stop those embryos from being born. Later that year, a woman gave birth to twin girls as a result of the trials, and the world's first genetically modified babies had arrived. While countries like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and much of Europe have a legal ban on the gene editing of human embryos, other nations like Russia, Argentina, Chile, and Japan are open to experimenting under certain guidelines. So there's really no concrete way to say which nations will follow the trend and which will stand their moral ground. Regardless of each country's socio-political leanings, we're all grappling with one huge question. Where's the boundary between being human and playing God? The world is quickly headed down this path. And if we don't start putting the right guidelines in place and getting our ethics in check, they could spiral out of control. Coming up, the transhumanist movement takes a turn for the worse. They say time heals all wounds, but sometimes time can do anything but. Welcome to Cold Cases, the new Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Carter Roy. Every Monday, join me as I revisit the clues and miscues of some of the most elusive criminal cases in history. From burglary and arson to kidnappings and murder, each episode of Cold Cases explores the many types of crime, the many ways they remain unsolved, and how long it takes to find the answers, if ever. Will justice be served? Only time will tell. Follow Cold Cases free and only on Spotify. Spotify. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Now back to the story. Between 1999 and 2005, infamous cyclist Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France seven consecutive times. But in 2012, rumors circulated that those victories were achieved using performance-enhancing drugs. Armstrong later admitted to using growth hormones and steroids, all to get a leg up over his opponents. As a result, Armstrong was stripped of his Tour de France titles and his Olympic bronze medal. A similar epidemic happened in Major League Baseball. Between 2003 and 2010, Barry Bonds, Jose Canseco, and Mark McGuire, all top players and record breakers on the field, admitted to using performance-enhancing substances. There's a societal taboo around artificially enhancing our bodies, especially when it's to gain an advantage over others. And it leaves us with the difficult task of finding the line between necessity and desire. Ed Boyden, the co-director of the MIT Center for Neurobiological Engineering, believes this distinction is critical. And it could make or break society's acceptance of the transhumanist movement, especially as the line between treatments and accessories blurs. It's already been a bumpy ride for those who've joined the transhumanist movement. The few candidates who've decided to take the leap have faced some violent discrimination. In 2012, Neil Harbison, the man who uses an antenna to hear color, experienced firsthand how society might react to the inevitable cyborg movement. While attending a demonstration, police allegedly attacked Harbison because they believed he was using his device to film them. They even tried to forcibly remove the surgically attached antenna from his skull, damaging it in the process. While Harbison recovered from the incident, it's clear that even everyday tasks are made difficult because of his device. When he went to apply for a passport, the British government took issue with his antenna appearing in the photo. After a tedious process of submitting doctor's notes and letters to the government, Harbison was eventually approved. Inventor Steve Mann experienced similar harassment while using his self-made technology called ITAP. Unlike Harbison's device, ITAP is purely elective. It's a monocle-like machine that connects to the internet and overlays data on the real world. In fact, it was the precursor to Google Glass. In 2012, Mann was assaulted at a Paris McDonald's just for wearing his device. He was told he had to remove the instrument since cameras weren't allowed inside. Even when Mann produced a doctor's note, staff continued to harass him. One person then tried to aggressively remove his device without his consent. The silver lining is, Mann used ITAP to document one of the world's first anti-cyborg hate crimes. 
Engineering expert Robin Murphy believes this is just the beginning of the problems transhumanism may pose. She thinks these technologies could lead to things like job discrimination. Transhumanists might have trouble getting employment out of fear of corporate espionage. But this is a pretty fringe outlook. Most theorists believe this technology will have the opposite effect of what Murphy is predicting. It's possible these technologies will only be available to those who can afford them, giving the 1% even more of an advantage over society. Take Neuralink, for example. Elon Musk hopes to make the device as cheap, quick, and painless as LASIK eye surgery. But even today, LASIK costs about $5,000, meaning it won't be accessible to everyone. And since Neuralink plans to market the tech as elective, it won't be covered by insurance unless it's deemed medically necessary, at least not in the U.S. Because of this, it could widen the gap between the social classes. Things like Neuralink promise improved memory, faster processing, and overall cognitive enhancement. Consequently, someone from a lower-income household who can't afford the Neuralink procedure could be outrun by candidates with the technology. They could be left behind as far as scholarships, academics, and professional success is concerned. Something we already know happens thanks to other technologies and economic advantages. The same social disparities could be said for CRISPR. In a future world, people won't have to take performance-enhancing drugs to surpass the competition. The gene editing tool will be able to alter DNA sequences that might make our children, or even ourselves, faster, stronger, and more advanced in things like math, music, or athletics. That is, of course, if governments loosen regulations and if people are willing to pay a pretty penny to customize their children. Even still, CRISPR is so close to perfecting those modifications that we could see genetically advanced athletes performing as soon as the 2040 Olympics. Meaning nations who don't have access or the money to pay for this technology will fall behind when it comes to things like competing for the gold. In fact, some celebrities have already jumped on the designer baby bandwagon. In 2016, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen took the normal process of in vitro fertilization a step further when they selected the sex of their unborn baby from Teigen's available embryos. Kim Kardashian was also suspected of choosing the sex of her baby, She announced the gender several weeks before a doctor would naturally be able to determine it. Some wondered if George Clooney and his wife Amal also used the technique when they announced they were having twins in 2017. Well, in vitro isn't gene editing, but instead offers the possibility of gene selecting, it does show there's a market for customizing offspring, and the wealthy likely won't stop at choosing just the sex. When societies start playing God, futurists think the stakes could become much higher than social and economic injustice. Using CRISPR could have repercussions that affect the entire human race. Because the technology is still in its infancy, scientists are unsure how DNA editing will affect the human gene pool down the line. It's possible using CRISPR could lead to genetic mutations we aren't yet prepared for. 
For example, in 2018, a team of scientists found that using CRISPR made a DNA sequence weaker and less able to fight certain forms of cancer. Who knows what other revelations we might uncover after it's too late. And CRISPR isn't just being used by experts in closely monitored labs. These days, you can literally alter DNA from your own kitchen. In 2015, a synthetic biologist named Josiah Zayner launched a campaign on the crowdfunding site Indiegogo. The headline read, DIY CRISPR kits learn modern science by doing. For $130, it promised buyers an at-home CRISPR kit including, quote, everything you need to make precision genome edits in bacteria. Of course, the DIY project still required a serious level of understanding when it came to microbiology and genetics, but it raised alarm for anyone who was thinking long-term about the effects. One anonymous doctor emailed Zayner expressing those concerns. He warned that genetically modifying bacteria could create stronger organisms, ones prone to drug resistance with faster multiplication and more potency. For reasons like this, former U.S. Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, sees CRISPR as a real threat. In 2016, he added genome editing to the list of potential weapons of mass destruction. In the wrong hands, CRISPR could be used to modify bacteria or viruses to create another global pandemic, one we may never recover from. And yet, CRISPR's not the only tech posing an existential threat to humanity. Futurist Ray Kurzweil, an expert on studying and projecting future trends, believes having our minds melded with the internet through BCI could lead to other dangerous repercussions like computer viruses and hacking. Imagine a scenario like this. You've spent the last several years becoming dependent on your Neuralink device. You rely on it for everything, from keeping memories of your wedding vivid to maintaining all of your company files. You even use it to summon your car and telepathically budget your bank account. But these technologies are just as vulnerable as any computer software. And after a recent security breach, your Neuralink is now accessible to a group of very sophisticated hackers. Not only can they access your corporate files and your Tesla, every memory and moment since getting the Neuralink has been stored on the drive. Now it's available for anyone to see. To make matters worse, the hackers are demanding a Bitcoin ransom you can't afford. If you don't come up with the money, all of your memories will be exposed, or worse, deleted. They could potentially shut off access to some of your senses, maybe even manipulate you into making choices that aren't your own. It's possible these hacks could be politically motivated as well. If Neuralink uses one primary operating system, much like Apple products, a hacker could take control of a large portion of users, perhaps influencing them to vote a certain way, or even stage an uprising. It could also completely suppress dissent. Currently, the Chinese government is using facial recognition software to racially profile members of the Muslim community. 
They've also established agencies solely to monitor the internet traffic of their citizens and quash possible uprisings. If government begins regulating things as personal as our thoughts, we'll be in eerie, uncharted territory. We have no roadmap to know what might happen if or when they take control of those thoughts and manipulate them for their own political agenda. We are already seeing how social media can influence people to vote a certain way. In the 2020 election, Meta's Facebook algorithms highlighted massive propaganda campaigns that swayed voters. Technology like Neuralink would give political operatives a direct connection to our minds and behaviors and would only be more effective. Look, change can be scary. It doesn't help that science fiction movies portray the future as a post-apocalyptic horror show. And there's no denying, we need to be thoughtful about how we introduce these technologies to society. But perhaps our outlook on the future is far too bleak. For every doomsday scenario we conjure, there's a wonderful possibility waiting on the other side of the coin. After all, maybe transhumanism is the next image on Zollinger's March of Progress. Even better, these technologies may be the key to our longevity. Coming up, transhumanism as the answer to eternal life. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Imagine being the first person to ever send a payment over the internet. New things can be scary, and crypto is no different. It's new, but like the internet, it's also revolutionary. Making your first crypto trade feels easy with 24-7 support when you need it. Go to Kraken.com and see what crypto can be. Not investment advice. Crypto trading involves risk of loss. Cryptocurrency services are provided to U.S. and U.S. territory customers by Payward Ventures, Inc. PVI DBA Kraken. Visit PVI's disclosures at Kraken.com slash legal slash disclosures. Now back to the story. Allegedly, before Serena and Venus Williams were even born, their father, Richard, had a plan for them. He envisioned his children dominating the tennis world, and he would stop at nothing to make this dream a reality. In 1991, he moved 10-year-old Serena and 11-year-old Venus to Florida, where the girls attended a tennis training academy. Whether they felt up to it or not, they trained for six hours a day, six days a week for the next four years. Getting to be an ordinary kid came second. While the Williams sisters achieved greatness in tennis, many would argue it came at a high price. For some, stories like this highlight the possibilities of a transhumanist world. Artificial intelligence expert Blay Whitby questions whether there isn't a difference between tirelessly training the body and using performance-enhancing technology to do the job. At least with cybernetics, a child wouldn't have to sacrifice so much of their time and youth to become a top performer. The question is, 
Will society come around to seeing transhumanism in the same light? There's no denying, even if a transhumanist future seems terrifying, it's also incredibly exciting. As these products become commercially available, I think we'll see people buying into them quickly. Take the iPhone, for example. In a way, this tiny handheld machine is an extension of ourselves, not unlike cybernetics. Nowadays, it's our primary form of communication and hosts nearly all of our personal information, from our photos to our bank accounts. It can even monitor our heart rate or let us know if we've been exposed to a virus. More than one billion people worldwide use the iPhone today, and it was only released in 2007, which is why so many believe these technologies won't be exclusively for the rich, as we were projecting. So if we imagine the smartphone as a gateway into a transhumanist society, it's likely the public will warm up over time. And the movement might have more benefits than we've been giving it credit for. Let's start with some of the more superficial perks of something like Neuralink. Right now, our output is limited by how fast we speak or type or write, but our thoughts are instantaneous. Because BCI technology will allow us to transfer those thoughts to another computer or person, we'll be able to process so much more information in a shorter period of time. Which would be great for professional and creative performance. Not only will this allow us to get our work done faster so we can enjoy our personal lives, it could also help us predict our productivity before the day begins. BCI devices are projected to know when our attention span is low and needs refocusing, perhaps even connect to our smart homes to adjust lighting and temperature based on our mood. Our interpersonal connections might increase as well. Technologies like Neuralink could allow us to feel more empathy, especially if we are able to telepathically communicate our emotions and snapshots of past experiences. Just imagine how fewer disagreements you'd have with your colleague if they could see and feel the chaos you're dealing with at home. This might lead to less global conflict as a whole. In 2019, the Royal Society, a group of the world's leading scientists, drafted a report including the potential benefits of BCI technology. They speculated devices like Neuralink will also be able to allow us to virtually taste, smell, and see without actually being in the same room as the object. But perhaps one of the greatest benefits they listed was improved memory. In his book, To Be a Machine, author Mark O'Connell reflected on a lecture he attended. There, futurist Anders Sandberg spoke about the economic costs of poor memory. According to Sandberg, the energy and time that went into finding misplaced house keys alone cost the UK £250 million a year. Not only could memories on demand be great for productivity and our careers, it could also help with things like depression and grief. We all know that memories fade over time. Even the most vivid moments, from your first trip to Europe, to your wedding day, to the birth of your first child, become hazy as we age. But with BCI technology, we'll be able to reference an archive of memories that allow us to vividly recall each experience, 
from how the food tasted to the music that was playing in the background. This could even help us cope with the concept of death. Being able to replay moments with a late loved one would be an incredible gift. We could recall the conversations we had, the advice they gave us, and perhaps come to terms with their absence, especially knowing they'll always be with us through these technologies. If BCI technologies make these experiences possible, then just imagine what a better state of mind society might exist in, especially because Neuralink has plans to go beyond the element of grief to try and become a cure for most mental illnesses. BCIs have a lot of headway to make as far as the device's ability to target certain parts of the brain. So for now, this remains conceptual. However, Musk and his engineers are seeking ways to identify and eliminate things like fear, pain, depression, anxiety, even addiction through the hardware. It's possible BCIs could even help sideline certain vices. Feel the need to smoke a pack a day? Softwares connected with Neuralink could eradicate the addiction by sending replacement signals to the brain. As we mentioned, the immediate goal of Neuralink is to give digital freedom back to those living with paralysis. But some of their competitors are already conducting human trials and are already making BCIs a reality. In 2021, a BCI company known as Synchron got the FDA's green light to start implanting its technology called Stentrode into human subjects. After living with ALS, Graham Felstead lost the mobility of his arms. He was one of the first people to undergo the human trials for Stentrode and has found the benefits to be life-changing. He said, quote, The device has allowed me to be productive again, including shopping, banking, and delegating tasks among the Rotary Club members with whom I volunteer. It's incredible to gain this level of independence back. Graham uses his Stentrode like a telepathic mouse and keyboard. He's able to operate his computer, even type messages, using nothing but his thoughts. But BCIs aren't the only transhumanist technology offering incredible benefits. Cybernetics and CRISPR could play a role in saving our lives and expanding our longevity. Take nanotechnologies, for example. These microscopic devices can be dispatched to any spot in the body that needs to be treated. In one experimental treatment, patients with lung cancer would inhale a series of nanobots through an aerosol, allowing the devices to reside in the lungs. Then, a magnet could be used outside the body to heat up the bots and kill the cancer cells. The same technology may also detect diseases before they become fatal. In the future, nanobots could work in conjunction with Apple Watches, smartphones, or even BCI technologies to report infected cells immediately. Then patients can address the condition with their doctors much sooner. And if CRISPR does become the norm, we might be able to eradicate certain genetic diseases entirely. Curing conditions like cancer, blood disorders, blindness, and HIV from the human genome could be in the realm of possibility. In fact, CRISPR may be our solution to finally eliminating COVID-19. 
Before the pandemic, bioengineers at Stanford University were already experimenting with gene editing technology to fight the flu. But come spring 2020, they had shifted their focus to fight the fast-spreading virus. Soon, they'd found a way to obstruct 90% of coronaviruses, including COVID-19. Ideally, once someone tests positive for COVID-19, they'd receive the gene therapy to stop the virus from spreading to the lungs. CRISPR's ability to eliminate the amount of virus in the nose could also make COVID-19 less transmissible. Currently, this treatment isn't available since the gene therapy has to be approved by the FDA as a COVID-19 treatment before it can be administered. However, the FDA is slowly rolling out approvals on a conditional basis. In 2021, they approved a gene therapy for treating a form of lymphoma. And a CRISPR-based therapy is currently in clinical trials for those with sickle cell disease. According to Ray Kurzweil, these transhumanist technologies will reach a turning point by 2030. That's when he projects to see a real union between man and computers. But before that can happen, it's important that regulatory bodies start determining parameters like who owns your data when your data is literally your emotions, memories, and thoughts. It's also critical we establish the availability of these technologies to make sure they don't reinforce classism or racism. And we need to have longer, more critical discussions about the difference between necessity and desire. And most importantly, we need to consider what we're giving up when we decide to merge with technology. Is humanity still the same once it's more machine than man? Well, if you were to ask Elon Musk, transhumanism is the only way for our species to survive. Musk has been vocal about his concerns regarding AI technologies. In a 2019 interview, he said Neuralink was, quote, intended to address the existential risk associated with digital superintelligence. He continued, we will not be able to be smarter than a digital supercomputer, so therefore, if you can't beat them, join them. In his eyes, devices like Neuralink are the only chance man stands against our future AI overlords. So next time, we'll assess how accurate that prediction might be. We'll dive into the world of automation and explore whether the simplicity and ease artificial intelligence offers is worth the risks it poses. Perhaps a world without manual labor is a utopia, a chance for us to reassess our value when our work is no longer essential. Or maybe replacing workers for machines will cause a massive rift in our social connection. But when tensions arise, automated warfare could make our conflicts even deadlier than before. As Kurzweil said, fire kept us warm and cooked our food, but also burnt down our houses. Every technology has had its promise and its peril. The question is, which side will win out? Thanks for tuning in to Conspiracy Theories. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode. 
You can find all episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Until then, remember, the truth isn't always the best story. And the official story isn't always the truth. Conspiracy Theories is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Nick Johnson, Trent Williamson, Freddie Rivera, and Carly Madden. This episode of Conspiracy Theories was written by Lori Gottlieb, edited by Mackenzie Moore and Kate Gallagher, fact-checked by Bennett Logan, researched by Bradley Klein, and produced by Bruce Katovich. Conspiracy Theories stars Molly Brandenburg and Carter Roy. Carter Roy.